This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, voted Best Tour and Transport Operator in the New South Wales Tourism Awards. Well done, team. If you want to know why they're award-winning, why not check out one of their great beer experiences, like their Rocks Pub Walk, which is a historical walking tour with a twist. The twist being beer, of course. Walking tours are pretty awesome to begin with, and adding beer to the equation makes it awesomer, so it's really worth checking out. To book your tour today, go to daves.com.au. Sessionable. Welcome everyone to Sessionable. I am Adrian and I'm joined today by Tom. Hello. And Liam. Hi, how you going? You did a different one, Tom. I did. Yeah. You made fun of me the last time. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest, Ben, from Bridge Road Brewers. Hey. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Thanks yeah, for joining thank us, man. Thanks for having me. Um, we're sitting up in the upstairs bar at uh, Bucket Boys in Marrickville. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Bucket Boys for letting us record letting here. Us. Um, yeah. And... Uh, we're uh, all enjoying some uh, Mayday Hill beers, um, which have uh, come from Beechworth from your facility, right, Ben? Yes, you are. Um, have you got one of the black or blue? I Is think that... we've got the blue. We yeah, have the blue, blue yes. in front of us, yeah. the color. Um, yeah, and I'm enjoying the Thursday. It was probably one of my favorite ones, so I started on that, even though it's a, a dark beer. Awesome. Nice. So, Ben, thanks for um, spending some time with us quickly before you do your... So, you're doing a bit of a, an event after this? What... Yeah, what it's uh, an event in the fact that I'm here. Um, <laughs> it's always an event and, to have you here, Ben. <laughs> and we've, we've uh, taken over the bar with, uh, with a range of Mayday beers that we have, um, and we'll release. Uh, Brett has just gone to pick up from, from our warehouse a keg of elderflower that we forgot to get delivered. Yeah. Um, so we'll also release the latest uh, release from, in the Mayday range, which is... Uh, and elderflower beer. Cool. It's a bit hard to, to give descriptions to what style the beers are that we make, but generally we'll have a base style of beer and then talk about what other ingredients in it. Cool. Great. Um, so going way back to the start, what is Mayday Hills and how is it uh, its own thing? Like what, what, what it's, what's it about and how did it come about? Yeah, so Mayday Hills, what it's about, it's a, um, a range of beers we do fermented with uh, Britannomyces um, 100% fermentation with Brett, so no Saccharomyces involved. Um, in fact, if it had sac- Saccharomyces, we'd say it's probably been infected with Saccharomyces. <laughs> um, and it's fermented in an oak fooder, so an oak fermentation tank. It's sort of like a, it's not like a uni tank, um, more what a bright beer tank might look like. It doesn't have, have a dish bottom, rather slope bottom. Um, it's like a big oak barrel turned on its side or a cast turned on its side. Um, it came about after I had spent... We were lucky enough to take Bridge Road Brewers to California a few years ago. I got invited to do the Firestone Walker Festival, oh, wow. which is yeah, wow. cool. bloody awesome. Yeah. Um, and so we represented Bridge Road there, and um, also we did a tap takeover at McKellar Bar, San Francisco, just dropping names here. Yeah, <laughs> just, just casually. I'm like, just saying because yeah. it was an awesome time because we, we send some beer over the States and we got these events and it was really cool to get exposure to that. Um, and I started, whenever I travel, um, I've been lucky enough to do beer in Italy and Belgium and England, um, where else have been Norway to do beer, Austria. Um, I'm always on the lookout if I see a Saison, I'm into Saison. I like to see people's interpretation of Saison and I generally find there's sometimes there's train wrecks of beers but generally you find some really cool 
interpretations, textures and styles and, and you can get an idea of what the scene, what's happening in the scene with Saisons, like yeah. whether they just have a classic take or doing something. So you think it's a, a take on their scene in general? Yeah, it's a good way and, it, and it's generally progressive. So breweries that are doing good Saison know their stuff mm. and probably probably have similar interests to me because <laughs> I like Saison. Um, and then I found uh, started to find these farm and then you go Saisons into farmhouse and then I started to see farmhouse ales that were fermented with Brett and they weren't funky like the Brett beers that mm. had before. They didn't have barnyard. They were really clean and textural um, and, and had similar characters that you see in what I see as a good saison, so yeah. dry, but then heaps of complexity, even though they might only be 4% and pale yellow, but yeah. they're still really interesting. Um, so then on the back of that, I had a second trip to the States because we sell through Shelton Brothers there and I got invited to the Shelton Brothers Festival wow. in Florida. Yeah. Um, and I went to Green Bench Brewing in St. Peter's, I think it was. Um, and they had a uh, fooder set up and they were doing 100% Brett beers. Um, I w- on the same trip, I was in New York and went to the other half brewing in New York, yeah. which yeah. is a real garagey place. Yeah. Um, and they had an awesome Brett C IPA. And from there, I'm like, and they had the same brand of fooder and I asked them how they did it. And then I got online and ordered a fooder, <laughs> um, found out what, what strain of Brett they were using and, and went about setting that up at home so that was sort of the, the background in doing it and then Mayday Hills was we, we have a massive range of beers under Bridge Road Brewers like yeah. we do 50 beers a year in our printed portfolio I don't know how many there are 30 or yeah. more um, and it was like how do we make sure that these are seen as different um, so coming up with a new brand that just speaks about beers that come out of the food art um, Mayday Hills was the name of the area where Beechworth is so or, or the town was called Mayday Hills um, when it was first set up for gold mining and, and so on. Um, then the mental asylum that is in Beechworth, it's yeah. an old mental asylum. Um, Beechworth changed its name to Beechworth and Maida Hills retained the name of the town. Um, so it's it's a cool-sounding couple of words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it also, we, we use ingredients. So you guys are drinking the blue. Yep. So from the area, so they're from down the valley, so down off the hills, but trying to use ingredients or inspiration from the from Mayday Hills area awesome. is the idea behind yeah. it. Um, so I, I like the fact that you just ordered the fooder and then made everything else work, work yeah, around yeah. that. Yeah. You sell the beer. I've also got, we've actually got a whole range of, uh, I did another trip, I uh, got married to Maria who've been together with since the start of the brewery we only got married oh, I don't know a year ago a bit oh, longer. really oh. um and uh got married in Austria and then we did a trip to Corsica and stopped it at Tuscany because a mate had told me um that a friend of his had a winery and they were getting rid of uh 2,000 and 3,000 litre casks um so we've also got in storage a heap of uh casks from Tuscany to sort of extend on the Mayday Hills project when we get chance so i went and bought them um and haven't yet implemented the plan so <laughs> i remember um i think with days we swung around your place on the way through to gabs i think two years ago and i think you had the fooder up but the program hadn't started yet and i was being i was very surprised to see how close it is to the rest of your brewing facility i was like oh that's a bit yeah it's right in the risky. middle of like, everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were saying you were really confident in the fact that you wouldn't have any cross-contamination. Yeah, I, like I see Brett as a pretty... The Brett C that we use is a pretty weak fermentation strain. Yeah. It, it's slow in fermentation. It, it takes really long to to propagate the yeast. Um, and we use we already use uh, a Belgian uh, Saison strain in our Saison. We use a Hefeweizen strain in our Hef. Yeah. Uh, we use the Lager yeast in the Chestnut Pilsner and the Enigma. 
We use American Ale Yeast 1056 in our Pale IPAs, Little Bling, those beers, anything super hoppy. Um, then we use 1968 in our Summer Ale, uh, Celtic Red and Porter. Um, and each of those yeasts has the potential to infect any other beer style we're doing. And we just treat Brett in the same way. Yeah. So that means we... You know, it's Brett's. Hopefully, the the oak food we have has some native bread in there, and we start to see some house character. Yeah. But when it gets transferred to the bright beer tank and used on the bottling line, we clean that tank thoroughly, thoroughly, and we clean the bottling line thoroughly, and all the yeast should be gone and not present. So we shouldn't have Brett contaminating our other beers, just like we shouldn't have yeast from saison contaminating our pale ale or our summer ale along those lines. So I'm pretty cool. confident yeah. we can clean stuff and we can sterilize things and, and there's no... I like um, the notion of treating Brett just like any other yeast strain. Yeah. Because sometimes there's these magical, mystical things about these yeasts. It's like, oh, I'm not touching that. But like, yeah. yeah. It's different to like a bacteria or something like that, which might, you know, some lacto mm. might have some more residual capability to hide and propagate and, and infect yeah. a beer. So um, we don't use... Uh, we have from time to time, but we steer away from uh, having lactic acid uh, bacteria. We've done some kettle soured beers, yeah. but you boil them, obviously, yeah. so you're not introducing live bacteria into the system. But with yeast, um, yeah, I, we don't have an issue with it. And how have you found... Um, I mean, I think you've done an awesome job with the branding of it, that it doesn't say Bridge Road on it, but it is Bridge Road, and you've got that iconic Ned Kelly. And um, how have you found that the uptake has been with like consumers or people who have known the brand? Yeah, really good. It, it definitely sells to people who know the brand. Yeah. So people who know Bridge Road Brewers, but they're into um, coming to a place like this and tasting things that are different and always on the lookout. So the bubble of people who listen listening to what yeah what we're presenting at the moment they're quite aware and receptive and that's really that's all we expect is it to be part of that if someone else we do find that um we have people new to craft beer coming into our venue and we always have a mayday on tap yeah um and we're always surprised. It's like when we put our Imperial IPA on tap, we have people who are brand new to craft beer and they fall in love with an Imperial IPA um, and they might fall in love with a Brett beer as well. But it's definitely aimed at the, that craft beer, beer bubble that we're all yeah. part of yeah. um, and getting acceptance in that. And do you find it sort of opened you up to uh, probably more entrenching into some of that bubble or is there people who weren't really in the bridge road that are... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get that... Yeah. That feedback so much. I'm isolated a bit in in <laughs> Beechworth, so I'm in that bubble. Then I'm isolated again in yeah. a bubble in Beechworth. So um, I think we were interesting enough before it that hopefully oh, yeah. we, we, like you said, the product range is pretty. Yeah, good we always have yeah. different stuff coming out, and we we always try to lead with um, coming out with new beers. We've been doing wet hop beers for I don't know eight nine years. Um, We've done different things, like a, a hoppy lager. It was something that we've been doing for a few years. Well, uh, we did Saison. Saison India Saison was probably one of the first, like, well, really the hop first, forward. Yeah. As far as I know, I think we came up with that with that together with Nognir. I yeah. think it was the first India Saison when yeah. we did it. And I've seen a lot after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did an Imperial Pilsner as well way back when. Yeah. Um, we've done two. We did one with Destruce in Belgium as well. Um, so always trying to come up with... We haven't done a new. Oh, we did with as a bar series, but you know we'll steer away from something like New England IPA because everyone else is doing it, and try come up yeah. with something that's a bit our own. And we're worried about being tarred with the country bumpkin brush, so we try to be <laughs> progressive in our own way and yeah. come up with new things. And how have the, the the locals taken up with Mayday Hills? 
Yeah, really good. Um, so, I mean, you've got a pretty serious wine region. Yeah, so, so and that's part of the, the motivator for me too is to present Brett in a clean way. So when the beers are fresh and the, and the Brett's yeah. fresh, I love when I have winemaker mates coming and giving them a taste, particularly when we first started doing it and they had no idea that Brett that, could be that way. Yeah, that clean and they were confused. But we've done a wine, we've done a Chardonnay, I was gonna 100% about that, yeah. Brett fermented. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoy that and... We do find there's people that there's a you'll find a trait through many of these beers from the Brett that's really strong, mm. um, and once people like that, they're just okay. What's the next Mayday release? I want to try it. Yeah. I'm going to drink it. Um, particularly with the fruit beers as well. So the black and the blue, we haven't had that many fruit beers, and we've found it's not for your everyday guy who's drinking pints, but for people who want to come in and sample something, we find that there's pretty good uptake. There's no one like saying, "Oh, that's too weird for me. I can't drink it." That it's not that far off. There, there are, yeah, I know what you guys think, but I, it's actually really nice and clean. And um, how, what, how do you find in the beer? It, it's it's and, and and this has been true for most of the Mayday Hill stuff I've had. I remember we had the Yeehaw on the bar, um, and Adrian and I couldn't resist shouting Yeehaw every time someone ordered it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but every everyone, uh, it, it it's it always seems to be different than what I'm expecting, but in a nice way. Um, you read, you know, Brett fermented blueberry uh, ale or, or whatever, and you, you, you've got an idea in your head, and it's not that, but that's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the clean fermentation, do you get any variation between batches? Yeah, when we, we've had to um, repitch the yeast a couple of times, so the idea was just to keep using that culture, but we found some really slow, sluggish ferments, so we've yep. repitched. And you see a change, particularly in that first first batch. But generally, the like there's some really key when when it's fermenting well. There's there's pineapple and really tropical yep. notes, yep. Um, and they those bready notes that yep. we get from this bread. Uh, so it's not bready as in horsey and everything like that. Yep. There's fruity high notes yep. are really consistent. The beers we're drinking at the moment are quite aged, so some of that yep. stuff's fallen away. But there's still some nice textural qualities. Mm-hmm, um, sure. uh, the beers you guys have uh, have acidity, but it's not from the yeast or from bacteria. It's from the from fruit, fruit that was from added fruit, to it yeah. that make it because it's so dry, and then mm. the sugar's yep. been eaten away, and then it's acidic as well. I like the fact that it's a fruited. It is a fruit beer, but it's not like all fruit. Yeah, like it's so still it is really a beer hmm. that has a touch of fruit. Like you're quite um you've been a bit restrained I think the way that the fruit sits. Yeah, and it, I don't know if we were so deliberate in that, but I think it's a good result. We probably yeah. expected it to be more blueberry mm-hmm. if that's a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the really good thing, we release these beers in a four-pack as a pair and we tried to sell to bars as a pair so that they tap them at the same time. The base beer is exactly the same. Yeah. It's been split and then it's been re-fermented on the berries in, yeah. in a stainless tank. So the, the fermented to dryness, fruit put into each stainless tank and then re-fermented on that. So you get a clear indication of, okay, blackberries did this and blueberries did that to that beer in the same quantity. Um Probably we only ever make these beers once, so all the beers yeah. we've done. There's one batch ever. You know, when you hear about a limited release yeah. beer from, say, a big brewer, and you can imagine how many thousands and thousands of, of, of liters production. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is like one batch of beer or half a batch of beer, and that's it, and yeah. it's done. Um, so we get one crack at it. Um, we're learning as we go. So one thing that we learned quickly, I thought we could do perhaps create a beer that was just. Brett was the whole story, but the base beers of this were really low in hop 
regime and just pale malt. So it was a really good test before yeah. we added the fruit and it wasn't what I expected it to be. It it, it, it was cloying even though it was should be dry and it was it just really lacked character. So what we found when we use Brett C, we have to use high hopping rates. So right. Yeeha, which was hopped quite high... Yeah. Didn't taste super hoppy, no, um, because of Brett's so strong. But it needed so it needs either fruit and acid or hops, one or the other. Yeah. Um, so we, we've sort of learnt that to be the case. We've just in tank at the moment back at the brewery. We've got a raspberry beer. We didn't call it red. Probably should have called it red because we've got black and blue. <laughs> um, and so these beers for the recipe we have, we used say a hundred kilograms of. Uh, berries yep. in the raspberry we've used 150 kilograms of berries yeah, and okay. it's m- far more Prominent. it's pink it smells like it smells amazing yeah. but it smells it smells like we put raspberry syrup in it, it smells a bit <laughs> fake um and then we're going to dry hop it and make it a hoppy raspberry oh, nice. yeah nice because we made a raspberry hopped raspberry jam as well with a with jim jams who did the marmalade for the marmalade <laughs> so we're trying that Fruity, rather than just do another fruit beer, we're trying an IPA that's fruity, but not with, again, trying to do something a little bit different, not with tropical fruit, as yeah. is passion fruit and pineapple or whatever the yeah. theme is yeah. at the moment. Do it with raspberries because we're not sure if that's been done. It, mo- it probably has. There's nothing that hasn't been done. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything's been done. On <laughs> but the it's, sun, not, a, but it's yeah. not a popular trend yeah, at the no. moment. So how do you find, uh, you know, Beechworth in the middle of winter gets pretty bloody cold, right? Have you, are you doing anything, are you, are you making Mayday Hills beers over that period? How are you, how are you doing that? Yeah, so uh, we use lots of hot water in the, in the winter. So we, we have, um, oh, they're cooling coils inside the fooder, so it's a stainless ring ah, inside. Okay. So we just pull, the, pull that off, push the glycol out, and we run, a, we run out of the hot liquor tank and back into the hot liquor tank. So you're um, just recircuit. Yeah, hot. every morning we're doing it because we're fermenting the Mayday stuff Above 25 degrees Celsius, often 32, 33. Yeah. We find it's where it's at its happiest. If it gets below 25, nothing happens. Um, so, yeah, we, we keep it very warm um, and it's a fair bit of management to do that because everything else is on a, a system that cools the tanks yeah. um, and it's easy to manage that, but there isn't a switch to heat the tanks. <laughs> we use some hoses and some fittings and and we were doing it a little bit and then realised we are doing it a lot, so we recapture the water. It's not wasted. It's yeah. just... Has to be reheated. Well, I guess you know it's like when you're homebrewing and you're doing a similar coil setup. Like you can waste a lot of water if you're not using it. So yeah. imagine on 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 the on scale, that scale that you're doing, yeah. it'd be quite a lot of water. Dollar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, what you've got? You've got the raspberry one in the tank. Um, are you allowed to tell us? You know, do you have any other ideas going forward for Mayday Hills? What's um, the? I'm not sure. Oh, next is we're speaking to a um, a small maltster. Um, so we're going to do one that focuses on grain selection. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. Not a, not local to Beechworth, but um, so that'll be the the next thing. It's yeah. a bit of a challenge. We haven't worked out the recipe yet, um, and trying to work out how we can focus on on that malt and yeah. what that malt tells in in the beer. Um, I was just Instagramming a local saffron producer. We have any discussion about that? Yeah, to make something with saffron yellow. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and so we've got. Don't to listen to Tom. <laughs> so good, yeah, I, mean, I would have thought orange. Or, well, yeah, um, yeah. So things like that. That's that's probably the next two in my mind at the moment. There's heaps of opportunities. What's the turnaround time for a Mayday Hills beer? It's about two months. So, so got because we bottle condition everything, um, mm. so all the beers are designed that they should be able to be drink drunk, um, aged. 
So mm-hmm. bottle condition, they'll develop over time. A bit like we do our saison, and we yeah. used to do beer to guard in the big beer bottle, in the big bottle, um, just to see those yeast characters develop over time. So you get to try them when they're fresh, if they're hoppy. But also, if it's a hoppy beer like the tea, it'll be interesting how the teas. That's that's quite old, the green mm-hmm. tea IPA. So it was really hop forward. Um, that'll all have fallen away, but hopefully, it's still got solid bitterness to hold mm-hmm. up that brett flavour and keep it. The bitterness seems to keep it from being flabby. I talked about that hop yeah, addition yeah. before, like acidity. Um, so you're keen to see how that's tasting at the moment? Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. be good to see how it's tasting. It's probably better when it was fresh and hoppy. Um, marmalade will do the same. There was, the marmalade, the orange character will stay around. It's very strong. I imagine the hop will drop away, but the Brett cal- character should develop. And Cool. Uh, so with the Meta Hills kind of producing some pretty interesting beers, do you still sometimes get the itch to play around with saisons um, like you used to? Or, uh? Yeah, so we do, do some. We're, we're actually uh, discussing uh, dry hopping a saison in a small batch at the moment. Mm. So we're working on that recipe today, actually. I was emailing on the way up here. Um, so, yeah, but I, I do kind of feel that the Mayday range fits that saison side of things a little bit. Um, and we keep, like, we, we've had the same recipe for our Saison since 05, um, and we haven't messed with it. We've had an inquiry from the States to do a hoppy Saison and sort of considering it, and we'll do this small trial batch. I think it's going to, oh, it's specifically for an event. Oh, it's a confidential thing. Actually, I just remembered the email. <laughs> I'll, I'll, so, I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. We can cut that out. We can cut that out. <laughs> no, the beer isn't, but the, the event is. The event oh, okay, sure. So, yeah. Um, and so... You know, do you find that Mayday Hills has taken up your time, or is it is it fitting? No, not so much. The, it's the it's rest sort of balance. Yeah, that, that's the hard thing because we've got you know it's, we're we're expanding. We're trying to be a national brand with Bridge Road Brewers, um, trying not to give sales reps too much to do because yeah. we have such a big range. It's hard to also make some soft drink, and uh, we've got uh, brew water as well, and we yeah. get a wine. We off you know I'm often messing about. And what about the cold? Up. The cold. Yeah, we did coffee. some cold brew coffee yeah. as well. Um, did I ever tell you the story when you gave us that one? We were driving back from Sydney. No, you didn't um, sleep for a week. Or? No, well, you know, there was like three of us. It was Dave, myself, and Tom. And so Tom did the he did the drive after that. So he slugged like two bottles of that and just wouldn't shut up the whole way back <laughs> to Sydney. It, it, this isn't me, by the way. No, this no, is a different Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah. Although that could apply to me. So our reps, yeah. our reps were like, because uh, they got it, trying to focus on beer, it's kind of impossible to sell cold brew coffee yeah. as well. But they said come 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you still got sales calls to make, a bottle of that, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> sees you through to midnight. Through it. It, was, it was really effective. And, and didn't have a, a, a cool hot lemon lemon bitters or something as yeah, well? Yeah, we've still got yeah. that. That's, yeah, yeah. That's nice. still, We sell heaps of it at the venue, yeah. and that's sort of where it's limited to. We, we do offer it, but... Yeah. Um, so that, that was back to the original question about... about your time. Yeah, at and, the time. Yeah. So having it released every month or two when it's ready is, isn't a bad thing that we've got customers like, Bucket boys here that mm. have standing orders. When it comes out, they'll get some, and yeah. um, and that was the plan. Is that it sells itself? We don't want it to be super exclusive, but you know, hey, we've done it. This is the story. We we do a we email out to our customers and say this is this is who we collaborated with, or these are the this is what we used in it. Um, the price always stays the same across the different beers, um, and then it moves without yeah. taking up too much time. And it's only one brew day. I mean, it takes up time in tank. Yeah. Um, 
and the brewers. You know, I'm not I'm not brewing them in the office all the time, which is next to the brewery. Um, you to they have the to do the hard work, yeah. right? <laughs> so they have to. It's hard to manage the food or into you scrape the yeast out by hand with a container Jeez. into a into a carboy. It's not like the the uni tanks where you hook up yeah, a keg yeah. and fill it that way. There's a lot more work in it, but it's a once a month thing. Something yeah. to do. Yeah, <laughs> ideally it'd be a bigger thing. I, yeah. I just wonder that both barrel aged beers, um, Tofus obviously doing an awesome job at uh, at Wildflower, and and the guys down at Boat Rocker are doing really good. But I, I just wonder how much of a market we have in Australia for purely barrel aged beer. We sort of there's a, a number of venues that will take whatever you do if it's good in barrel. Um, but that's that's a really limited number yeah. of venues, yeah. and it doesn't reach out much further yeah. than that. Yeah. Is there a bit of um, kind of knowledge sharing between the the existing barrel brewers at the moment? I, a little bit. I, I don't have much to do with um, with Boat Rocker. I certainly enjoy their beers. I, I think they do a really good job, um, but haven't had much to do with them. We've often been because we've been doing saison with with. Uh, um, and lots of experimental beers. People would often get in touch and ask how we do it and how we manage that yeast. Um, I, I've only known Topher for the last year at Wildflower, yeah. and I, I find him really good. Um, I'm always looking for young guys doing beer, um, and he he was down in Beechworth the other day. We actually he actually bought some yeast down, um, so we're doing some beer using his yeast in okay. our barrels. Yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, and yeah, that that's been really good. Just talking to him about he do, how he does things because he's obviously specialising in it, and we're dabbling in it. Yeah, so yeah. that's his yeah. that's his how he's going to pay for his child to go to school. <laughs> yeah. or his um, Pale Ale does that for us, and and we we're dabbling in it. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, with with certain brewers, the whole community's pretty open. Yeah. Um, but particularly uh, when it comes to barrel age, I guess it's probably him who I've had the most to do with in the last year. Yeah, cool. Um, and then you mentioned before about uh, you did a wine um, in the Mater Hills range. Was that just a, a bit of shit stirring or what was the... Uh... Yeah, so I've got a mate, a younger guy. I've had a bit to do with the wine industry, so I studied uh, horticulture yeah. and did some winemaking. I went to Europe and worked in... I've worked in in the Mosel Valley in Germany, in Italy uh, and in France for wine stuff. I've done Margaret River Vintage and back in Beechworth. Um, so... I, I still have a bit to do with wine, not working, but I enjoy wine. Of course. Um, and Chris Catlow, who has Sentio Wines, he's set up in a um, old, an old old people's home, a hospital in town. He set his wine, winery up in the like an urban winery, I cool. guess. Um, he used to drop in a bottle of Cantillon all the time, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> which I knew people who yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, and he'd pick up a keg of beer as well and yeah. have have beer on tap in the winery for him and his mates. Um, and so we were. he was interested in this. We talk about yeast all the time. I would speak to him a lot about how I like Brett in wines at a certain, in a certain level yeah. and I don't like that it's seen as a bad thing and I always think yeast is underrepresented in wine. Um, and I argue with winemakers about that all the time. Yep. They think it's their own... No, it's that time in France, um, I guess, then, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. It definitely when I was in France and Spain, um, the most the wines that I was attracted to always had some indication of bread in them. For some people, it might have been above threshold for them. But for me, it meant it was going to be a really interesting product, not a commercial, yeah. clean, factory-made, you know, 
ticked all the boxes yeah. wine. It was going to have something new, which sort of, I think, why I like Saison as well. Mm. Um, and if he's bringing me bottles of Canty on, he's obviously on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about it and I said, I reckon we can, if, if we make these beers clean with Brett, I reckon we can make a wine clean with yeah. Brett. Um, so that was a challenge. And then he got the juice. He's made another wine with that with that juice to taste totally different. Um, all the grapes and pressed them and mm-hmm. made the juice. Um, and then we pasteurized the juice to make sure there's no because there's lots of native Saccharomyces in the in the juice. And I believe other things going on in there. <laughs> um, whenever we've used uh, wine yeasts from Chardonnays to make beer, we always get lacto infections yeah. in them, which is just part of it. Yeah. So I think there must be lots of lacto going on naturally in the vineyard or something, but it doesn't infect the wine because alcohol goes up and the yeast takes over and it's just yeah, not it a problem. Off, yeah. um, and it, there's also all these wineries that are doing natural fermentation have Britannomyces strains in there. I think they, if they did a lab test, they'd find that it's in there. But because it, if it doesn't make an off flavour, then they don't see it as an issue. So they it's don't even character. know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So Brett's in wines associated with Bretty characters, which generally comes about in barrel um, and it comes out in a bad environment. So the... Saccharomyces done its job, alcohol's high, nutrients low, sugar's low, and the only thing that can live is bread, and then it's in such a shitty environment it produces all these off flavours. Yeah. Mm. Um, but also Saccharomyces, just doing net research, there was stuff I looked at, um, Milk the Funk, I think, I looked at their website a lot, um, and there was a talk that talked about um, the precursors for those off characters come from Saccharomyces ester production. Oh, okay. So th- that was our thing. Let's pasteurize the juice and make sure we get no Saccharomyces fermentation and then introduce Brett and ferment it clean. Nice and so clean. I don't know if anyone got to try it. I didn't get to try it, no. It's, it's a weird beast of a drink. I, I did, yeah. But it's yeah. not it's not Bretty. It's sort of sake-like. Yeah. Cider like really, if you compared it to the one to the the oaks version of that juice fermented with Saccharomyces, it's you wouldn't even know they come from the same <laughs> fruit, yeah. not grape, just not the grape, same yeah. fruit. It's so strange, yeah. but but it isn't. The good thing that we proved is okay, we expected it to have heaps of body and be quite flabby, but it went really dry and was quite lean. It did the the opposite to what we thought it'd do. Um, so that's given us different ideas yeah. for what we do. This yeah. vintage. So we're going to do another version. Oh, do it as a yearly thing? Yeah, or, yeah maybe awesome. with red grapes this cool. time. Nice. And then also the other thing that was in the wine world is, well, I don't think it was under Mayday Hills where you did the different wine yeast strains. Yeah, it wasn't it was, under under Mayday. Because no. we specified Mayday be the fooder, yeah. we've done, um, so we did Pale to Wild. We've done uh, Beer, to Wild, uh, Beer to Wild, I think it was, for yeah. Beer, Beer to Guard recipe. Um, this year we've got Bling to Wild in barrel at the oh, moment. Nice. Um, <laughs> So we just took our bling, uh, put it into three separate 500-litre. They used to be cognac barrels, but that was a long time ago, so it doesn't taste like cognac anymore. That, were they the old Nugna barrels? Yeah, so that's what Aurora yeah. Borealis yeah. 2 came to Australia in. Yeah. Um, and so we pitched uh, yeast from Adrian Rotter, oh, A. Rotter Winery, Giaconda Winery, and Sorenberg. Yeah. So they're fermented on Chardonnay, Lees, and yeast, um, and they're aging at the moment. And with these ones... When it comes to March and we do the release, we're going to dry hop it again because it's cool. gone sour and they yeah. are quite funky yeah. and different. So for this version, we're going to do um, dry hop it before we bottle it and we release them as a three-pack. I think that's possible. Maybe we'll do bling in there and make it a four-pack so you can have what bling tastes huh, like. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you buy it as four yeah, yeah. and compare it. And it's just exploring. These are the different influences yeah. from the different yeasts. I, I, I think... Um, 
you've done a really good job with that because I know like you have those four packs and having the Mayday Hills in pairs and stuff like that, it really does yeah. force, you know, gets the consumer to talk about it because I remember... I, I, like, yeah. I, I like you say force because I do like to force people to say, hey, compare yeah. it or whatever. And we, sorry, we also did the Wild Reds. Yes. Which was... Yeah. Um, that was using. We did some with American Ale, but we picked up some lactose, so sour American Ale. Um, we used some Giggy yeast, so we had uh, wild cherry brett. Yeah. Um, I think there was a there was another like a sweet uh, sweet Flanders brett, and then a, another strain as well. I can't remember the fourth one. Yeah. That was a four pack as well. Because we cracked that in the office with James, and like you know, just really nerded out over that. Yeah. And that was like the difference was so big as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly the yeah. same wort, and yeah. the beer is sweet to dry to funky and sessionable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Hunter Valley is well known for its wine, but did you know that there's a growing beer scene there as well? A great way to check out the awesome beer and breweries in the Hunter Valley is to get on a brewery tour. Fortunately, Dave's Travel and Events Group offers such a tour. On their appropriately named Hop Hunter Tour, you'll visit breweries new and old and find out why the Hunter Valley is not just about wine. To book your tour today, check out daves.com.au. Right, well, we might uh, wrap up now. Yeah. Uh, people are starting to filter in. And uh, we got you've got you've got an event to, to take part in pretty soon. Yep. Um, so uh, as always, we're going to finish up with our recommendations round. Do you want to start with beer or non-beer? Let's go with beer. Well, um, so I'm recommending it's a collaboration between Koido from Japan and Fieldwork in the states. Oh, I went the Fieldwork. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're cool guys from Fieldwork. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Gatsu Pozu. Pozu. Um, it's an Imperial IPA, ten percent with um, Japanese cypress wood. I think. Nice. Wow. Um, and it's really uh, like woody and spicy, but big and rich and, you know, strong like a, a yeah. Imperial IPA barley wine sort of thing. Um, and it's just very strange. It's very weird. It doesn't, it doesn't fit any, you know, sort of uh, anything that I've had before. Is it um, kind of like, you know, the Hitachino-ness, this, this, the one with on Cedar a little that bit, they yeah. did? Because that was really weird. Yeah, it tastes yeah. a bit like a sauna. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. It, it is, it is, it's like a when you lick the of, wall. <laughs> if you if you had poured like Imperial IPA on the wall and then licked it, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Oh, I got to try that. Yeah, <laughs> my mate has a sauna. Um, <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> but it's it's really cool, really weird. Less salty um, than a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's my beer recommendation. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to do a double recommendation. It's uh, in, in a kind of similar theme to, you know, same beer, different, uh, treating it differently. The De Molen Helen Vedemenis, which is the, an imperial stout that they do. And I recommend that, just a base beer, and then trying it side by side with the Brook Laddie Barrel Edition. Oh, we did that the other night. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different. It's just super yeah. smoky um, kind of... What's the barrel? Uh, Brook Laddie uh, Scotch whiskey, yeah, yeah, like okay. super peaty yep. uh, whiskey. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, it kind of it almost tastes like a whiskey spike with stout rather than a stout spike with whiskey. Yeah, yeah. lots of whiskey, and it's it's that. really interesting comparing it side by side as well. So yeah, um, I'm trying to remember if we did it on the Christmas episode, but did we drink Chapeau? I don't remember what we did no. on the Christmas episode. Um, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think we mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so batches of Chapeau, which is their raspberry sour. Ale they do every Christmas basically, yeah. Um, yeah I it's, it's become a bit of a tradition where I have that with Christmas. You know, like, there's the old tradition where you get like a sparkling red, 
and you have that with yeah. like, with Christmas. So like now my family just we just have chapeau with Christmas <laughs> lunch, sparkling red, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, 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 nice. And now it's to the point where like my mum was like, you, "You bring that red beer again?" I'm like, oh, she's gonna get some. Yeah. It's a bit of a crowd pleaser beer. It is. Yeah, yeah. and it's like this year's one was eight percent, and it was yeah, it didn't, didn't taste like it. It did not taste eight no. percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love yeah. it. So yeah, that was mine. What about you, Ben? Well. I was going to say a batch beer because I got a visit from um, so Corey from Grain Store last night. I was in Beechworth last night. Oh, nice. And we were lakeside in Beechworth having a, a barbecue and he bought out a batch, but he said it was Creek. Would that be right to batch to a cherry beer? That would beer? be the same no, one. They might have done a cherry. No. To me, it smelled like raspberries and he yeah. said it was a cherry I reckon beer. it's the same sure the beer. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it the, was bright, the bright pink. Yeah, bright yeah. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, the same one. And yeah, he yeah. was telling me his cherries and I'm like, wow, it smells like raspberry. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty um, sure it's raspberry. Yeah. And it was awesome. So now I was going to like, oh, I don't <laughs> have to think back. This is what I was back. just saying, Adrian, <laughs> this will be last episode. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you took mine. We went the wrong direction. Yeah. And I only, but I would have said their creek and I would have been wrong. Um, so it's a good beer, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're sharing it, sharing it around. Um, so I'll think back a couple of days earlier. I got to go to. I'm just thinking what I've had recently because my memory is fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I went to Ballarat and went and watched some bike racing. I went to the Mallow in Ballarat. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, it's like no. a, just a really one of those really cool pubs that does craft beer well. Um, they have a they have a range of styles on tap, so rather than they don't double up on anything. So there's a pale, there's an IPA, yep. and they had uh, seven bells, uh, passion fruit goza from Green Beacon, uh, yeah, on draft, yeah, and I've heard we, really good things about that. I yeah. still had to drive to where we were camping on the side of the road that night, so I had a pint of that, and it hit the spot, and it was good. It's the right nice. time of year to drink it, yeah. so yeah. Nice. it's not um, it's not as uh, interesting as perhaps what you guys were talking about, but. It's the most recent thing I've no, had I, that was yeah, different. I've heard good things. I've been, I've been meaning yeah. to try that. Other than the... The, the, the uh, we just the stole creek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, my non-beer is uh, an iPhone game. I think it's on Android as well. <laughs> um, it's called HQ Trivia. Have you heard of it? No. So they do... Okay, so you sign up for it uh, and they it's this like live game show that you play in. So there's a host and when it goes live... The host is on a video on your phone asking you questions. You is it a bot sec- host? Or no, real- no, it's a real person. Oh. Like it was a streamed live video, um, and you there's twelve questions, um, and there's three answers for each question. But you only have ten seconds to to tap the right answer, so you can't think about it too long. You just got to go with your first gut. And then like today, I did it, and I went with my gut, and I was like, no, that's wrong, fuck. And I'm just like yelling at myself for the ten seconds because you, <laughs> you, I couldn't change it in a public um, space. So. No, no, I was at home. Oh, like, <laughs> I have done it in a public space before. But the other cool thing is. There's a cash prize. So anyone who finishes all 12 questions, they split the cash between so everyone gambling. left. Pardon? So it's gambling. But you're not putting any money in. <laughs> you're just getting money out. <laughs> so you can't lose. Yeah, you can't a- lose. You can't, well, you can lose. You just don't get anything. Yeah. There's a catch somewhere. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there you're is, but I haven't found it. with um, advertising yeah. or something somewhere. <laughs> um, it's, uh, What's it called It's called HQ Trivia. And okay. um, use my referral code because I get like oh, extra lives. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, yeah. What Tom is your Evans referral code? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, my recommendation is like just coming out of Christmas. I got like two two nephews, and it's awesome because I get to like buy them all the things that I want that I'm too embarrassed to buy <laughs> myself. Yeah, so um, Hot Wheels. 
Nice. I bought, yes. I bought them some sick Hot Wheels stuff for Christmas, and I think I hogged it more than they did. And, um, did you get that one in an eight shape? Yeah. Go, and, you, and you shoot them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes for hours until yeah. you kick it through the window. I've yeah, got that was one the one. Yeah, yeah, that was what we got. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. So living my my childhood again through my nephews, it's awesome. Um, I have possibly I, I haven't seen it yet, so it might be the worst recommendation possi- potentially. Okay. In history, uh, but. SBS Viceland this Sunday oh, are showing yes. a 17-hour yes. train ride. I watched, I watched some of the three-hour one they did last Sunday. <laughs> what, wait, wait, so, wait. you know the GAN? Yeah. It goes I from Adelaide to Darwin. The they did a three-hour episode of just, like, the scenery in so the GAN. Like a camera mounted in the There's a few the different yeah, angles. The front, so, there's the, one from the, the front. You get, like, um, one's kind of looking out the sides. There's one where, you know, they'll have the camera pointed up at the tracks and the train will go zooming past. Is there one in the dining cart? I don't, maybe I don't know. I didn't see one. <laughs> it's seventeen hours. There might be. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm sure they. That, so, so it's starting from two forty a.m. this Sunday, and, and it goes until eight thirty p.m. That's incredible. And it's just a train <laughs> ride. And it's actually like a fifty-four hour journey. So that like the, all it's the train, the the all the train nerds are like, oh, it's not even the full journey. <laughs> <laughs> that but, is awesome. Yeah. Did so, you just split it up into episodes? Like, yeah. Well, it is. It's yeah. technically split up into like six episodes. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's my recommendation. Right. Hopefully, it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, from what I watched of the three-hour version, it's pretty great. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. if you watch the three-hour version, like you will watch seventeen hours. I Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben. I, so I thought I had to recommend something, some booze other than beer. Oh no, can. Can, just anything. It can be booze. Yeah. So um, I. I was thinking I'll recommend some bike stuff because I'm into bikes. Yeah. And then you said Viceland. Yeah. And I saw the ad for that while I was watching a show and they were um, explaining the chemical properties and effects of DMT. So I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the lookout. For, it looked really good. What, so, DMT? Or DMT, the- yeah. <laughs> so um, I was really enthralled with uh, DMT. So I'd recommend that if I'd had it. Um, I think it's illegal, we, though. We, we, we can look it up and put it on the uh, Yeah, it was, um, it the apparently gives an insight to another dimension. So um, <laughs> DMT from Viceland. But I can recommend Rotorua. I'm into mountain biking, and I was lucky enough to go with some mates for a week to Rotorua, and that's like mountain biking, mecca of mountain biking in a lot of places. Um, and also we know the guys just through emailing from Croucher Brewing. So we get oh, hooked, yeah. hooked up with uh, Croucher Pilsner and APA and their That's a pretty Anzus good beer right as well. Beer. Yeah. yeah. He'd, disappointingly, he offered a um, – he'd got the address of our house and he said he was going to set up a keg for us oh. and it didn't happen. But, oh, uh, but we, we, <laughs> we still, And we get like an exchange rate of uh, beer that's way above what we bring over so we swap beer with him. Nice. So um, if you haven't been to Rotorua, it's a smelly place, but if you're into mountain biking, it's like the place to go. Awesome. And Crouch's also. I'm, I'm a big fan of Kiwi Pilsners. Yep, yep. And um, that's, the, that's, and that's why we pills. make Enigma Pilsner yep. and Croucher Pilsner rocks. So. Yeah, yeah, it does. Awesome. Awesome. Rotorua. Cool. Um, sweet. Let's let's wrap yeah. it up then. Thank you very much for joining us, Ben. Um, how can um how can people find you online on Facebook, Twitter, whatever? Uh, Twitter and Instagram is Naked Ned. Yep. Long story, but our logo used to have Naked Ned Kelly on it, sort of. Um, and then Facebook Bridge Road Brewers and bridgeroadbrewers.com.au. Um, awesome. If awesome. you're on Insta, no doubt you would have seen my prolific yeah. posting. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got an online store through your website, right? So people yes. can buy 
Yeah, well, the beers we've been They can also about. buy from Bucket Boys here. Yeah, tonight. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so can if you can't get it from well. your, yeah, we've got yeah. A, a beer club that we send out beer um, every quarter and bi monthly. Um, we sell all our beers online, we sell merch online. Um, we've just done uh, some collaborative condiments, I guess, with uh, Jim Jams, who provided the marmalade for the marmalade yep. Mayday beer. They did uh, a hopped raspberry jam. Uh, and some uh, hopped uh, mango chutney. Oh. And oh. <laughs> oh, I know. Sorry, it's a Bling IPA mango chutney yeah. and a um, Beechworth Pale barbecue sauce. So we'll have that up on the yeah, website. Nice. Too. And are you yeah, going to cool. be serving them at, at, um, at Beechworth? Yeah, it's sort of have them as part of the menu as yeah. well. Cool. Just covering it. We've got hop socks. we got uh, – I've got hop jocks in the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> hop socks. We've got beanies. We've got hats. I don't know. We got, we got people. People are enjoying our uh, things in Beechworth. People come shopping, so things other than beer sell yeah. better than the beer sometimes. <laughs> Beechworth is very like artsy, crafty in that way, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like more homeware shops than yeah. you can. You know, Point I don't out. think you need any, but there's there's more than you'll ever need. <laughs> Awesome, Ben. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us today, mate. Um, so you can find the podcast on Sessionable Pod. We're on Facebook as well. Yeah, and, and Instagram. You can, and Instagram. And you can email us, sessionablepodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. And we're on sessionable.net. Um, what's the, what's the Insta handle? Uh, sessionable Podcast. Yep. Cool. Yep. I'll tag it now. I got a photo earlier. Everyone nice. was on their phone, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Pretty much sums it up, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, Ben. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for making the effort to come out and have me. No worries. No, we're looking forward to these beers. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go. Awesome. Let's go drink some more beer. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cheers. Cheers.